Praise the Lord. May God bless you and welcome to The Word Restores. This broadcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministries and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be richly blessed as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest with our special guests. Let's get into today's broadcast. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise Him. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. This is Dr. Jua of the Word Restores. Amen. And the Word surely restores. So listen, this is episode four in our series on the kingdom of God. In, um, in the last broadcast, we looked at some of the elements that constitute kingdom principles. We looked at obedience, obedience that incorporated b- both practicing and teaching others to obey the commandments of God to fulfill his will. And as we continued in this process, we looked at the rebirth, which allows us to enter into, this, into his kingdom. We also recognize that our righteousness cannot be hypocritical, but genuinely walking the path with honor and respect for everyone. Yeah, for God, for those in authority, and for our brothers and sisters. So, however, what we also recognize is that it must be done, whatever we do, in terms of our principles, Humility is a key for us. And with the recognition that the path is not always going to be easy, there will be opposition, there will be persecutions, afflictions that we have to endure, listen, as our faith, another principle, amen, are you tracking us, continues to grow abundantly. So through and despite being offended, we saw that we still must abound in forgiveness, not just once, And not just to our friends, but to everyone all the time. And we can't count 70 times 70 and stop. Amen. So as we continue to look at the kingdom principles, we were encouraged to maintain our focus on the kingdom. Have a kingdom focus. Not looking back as we continue to press forward, waiting. Here's the other one. With much patience for the return of Jesus. So our focus must remain on the king. Amen. On the king. And underlying all this, there was, we touched on love. Amen. So we looked at the kingdom principles last week. And now in this broadcast, we want to look at kingdom communications. What do we speak about? How do we speak? When do we communicate? To name a few of the questions that we are seeking to answer in terms of our communications. Amen. Um, So before we we get into it, I'd like for us to go to the throne of grace. And um, then we will get into our kingdom communications. So we thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for being God, listen, God all by yourself, for being sovereign, amen. And yet, Lord, you chose to 
to watch over us, you chose to say, enter into the joy, into my rest. You said you chose to say, enter into my kingdom. You chose to call us out from darkness into your marvelous light. Lord, we are asking you to show us now, how do we communicate with one another? Amen. How do we, what is our language, Lord, that we are using even now as we move from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light? What is our communication? Lord, we ask you as this this broadcast unfolds, we ask that your presence rest, rule, and abide, Holy Spirit, in the midst of our discussion, in the name of Jesus, and touch my brothers and sisters, Lord, who are asking the question, who are who are looking at, well, you know, I've 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 found myself um, becoming a Christian, and yet there are some areas that I just don't understand. And so we're asking you, Lord, to reveal, not just for kingdom communication, but whatever other areas my brothers and sisters who are listening may need help on, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, to open up the scriptures to them, to reveal to them what must be done as kingdom citizens, citizens of the kingdom of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's jump right into our kingdom communications. You see, we know that communications is a part of our everyday life. We communicate with our spouses. We communicate with our children, brothers and sisters, our teachers, our leaders, with our neighbors. We communicate by word, or by some action, or even by text, or email, or Facebook, or whatever uh, the medium of communication is, we are communicators. At some point or another, we express our thoughts to someone else and even to our own selves. But how much of that daily communications, I would ask you, is addressed to God, is addressed to the king, So that's where we need to be a little bit more focused on understanding how we continue to do our communications and how we balance our communications, not just on a horizontal level, but on a vertical level. Amen. So um, so as we talked about um, communicating with the king, let us begin with a look now at what the word of God is telling us about how we should communicate in the kingdom of God and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we communicate to the king, that's our vertical, amen, and to our fellow servants and and even to outsiders. Yeah, that is our horizontal communication. So let us start with the most well-known area of communication to our king, which is prayer. And I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13, where Jesus teaches. In verse 9, he says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Of course, this was when his disciples asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. Amen. So he says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's break this down. Let's break down this, what we call the Lord's Prayer. Amen. But this is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, showing us how to pray. And he says, he starts with our Father. So we have appropriated him as, listen, ours, our Father. And we must recognize him as such. Amen. And you notice he says, our Father who art in heaven. Jesus tells us that this is the position of our Father, God the Father, in power, in eternity. Amen. So he's our Father, and we have this little tension that's going on because, you know, there's a closeness when you say Father, amen, and yet there is a respect and an honor when you say our Father who art in heaven heaven. Amen. Because what were we talking about? The kingdom communication. So let us watch our way, the way that we actually communicate and the way that we actually pray. Amen. We must pray with honor and respect, even though we feel that closeness. Hallelujah. Feel that closeness with God. So it's our father, but his position is in heaven. Oh, my Lord. Then Jesus um, teaches, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, consecrated, holy is your name. Your name, your name means your authority. Your name means your character. Amen. So he says, holy is your name. Holy is who you are. My goodness. Your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your rule come. Amen. Let your reign come. Let your will be done. Let your decrees and your purpose and your desires and your pleasures for us, let them be done. Where? Right here on earth in the same manner as it is in heaven. So let it be done with us, the occupants of this earth, just as the way, just the same way it's done in heaven. And you know, your rule in heaven is awesome because you are sovereign. Amen. And then we read in verse 11, Matthew 6, he says, give us this day our daily bread. This day, you know, um, in another version, we would read, give us day by day. That denotes time. But we're not asking for tomorrow or next year. Because remember, James says, when we make plans, we should say, if the Lord will, I will do this and that. The day is not even ours. If the Lord decides to come today, what will it matter that we have plans for tomorrow or for the next five years? Oh, hallelujah. Take note, my brothers and sisters, our request is daily. So what does that imply? We must communicate with our Father every day. And may I say at least every day. And when I say that, I mean, if I can get to every hour, if I can get to every every minute, if I can get down to every second, if I can can get to a continual communication. Oh, pray evermore. Hallelujah. If I could get to that continual communication 
it will be an awesome, awesome relationship that I would have with the king. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he says, give us this day. We're just talking about giving us this day. Now it's our daily bread. The bread, it's needful for us on that day. Remember, we're talking to the king in his kingdom, and we are citizens of the kingdom. Amen. So he provides for us. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, daily bread, that which is needful. And we're not really asking for an abundance because it's God's prerogative to give the abundance by his grace. Amen. But we're asking, and remember, one of our kingdom principles is humility. We are not here to demand of the king what he should do for us and what he should give us. Amen. This is with humility, honor, and respect. And these are the principles, some of the principles we learned in our last broadcast. Amen. As our kingdom principles. So he says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Let them alone, put them away, remit them. Our debts, our faults, our sins, amen, our offenses, yes, yeah, as we forgive our debtors, just because or um, as for we do it, for indeed we forgive our debtors. We also forgive. Forgive our debtors, anyone at all, whatsoever, who is indebted to us. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That we must forgive them. Oh, praise the Lord. I might touch on that again, but I'm moving forward right now. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Don't bring us into temptation. Amen. Into this experience of evil. We really don't want it, Lord. We really don't want it. But what we're asking you to do is to deliver us from the evil that, that, that comes to us because we know, you know, we're asking you not, not to let us get into it, and yet we get into it anyway. Oh, Lord Jesus, that's us. Oh, hallelujah, that's us. So he says, deliver us, rescue us from this evil one. Yeah, so the evil influence you know, the the degenerate stuff that we're doing, the calamity, the harm. Yeah, yes, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The New Revised Standard Version um, translates this as, do not bring us to a time of trial. So that might that might clear some things us for up for us because some sometimes we think well why would the Lord want to bring us to evil amen but we do have times of trial yeah we do because times of trial only serve to strengthen you and strengthen me my brothers and sisters amen so here we are in the Lord's prayer amen and we are asking the Lord to deliver us from those things that are going to happen all around us because and now I'm going to flip to Luke I believe it's chapter no Matthew 6 and 13 that says um No, I'm sorry. This is, yes. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And I'm going to add the, uh, the end of it that we, that we read for thine is the kingdom is your kingdom, Lord. It's your power. 
and it's your glory, and it's forever, in, into perpetuity, forever and ever. Yeah, it's your rule, Lord. It's your ability. It's your strength. It's your force, Lord. Yeah, it's your honor, Lord. Yeah, that's why we're asking you. You're the only one that we can ask. Oh, this is a kingdom communication, and this is prayer we're talking about. And this is the way that Jesus is telling us to pray. Yeah, 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 our kingdom prayer. Amen. Yes, with honor, with respect for the king, and yet with that closeness because he's our father. Amen. So we have that close relationship with him. We ask him for what we want, and yet when we are through, we Praise him for being the king of kings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So that is one of our more well-known methods of communication to our king, communication with our king. It is prayer. Amen. So listen, when we talk about prayer, there are various forms and degrees of prayer. So What I am doing here today on this broadcast, when we talk about communication, I am going through various areas of communication, and there are different types of prayer, but there are other types of communication too. But basically, what we understand is communication is from one to another, amen, or from some to one, or from one to some, or some to some, amen? Yeah, and making your no, your requests known, making your thoughts known, your feelings known, etc. communicating. You and I communicate all the time. I'm communicating with you right now, amen? But what we're talking about is communication in the kingdom of God, in the com- in communication in the kingdom of God. So right now, I want to look at another form of prayer, a communication with the king before we, uh, we actually get into uh, ministry in song. So this second, this other form of communication is called supplication. And this prayer brings with it a very emotional component. We're still communicating with the king now, amen. But first, we've got to put this communication in context. And I'm going to use 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 4, and then break it down, break this form of prayer down. 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2 just touches on, um, it touches on that supplication, but other forms of prayer too. So I don't want us to get mixed up in it. I want to focus on supplication. Amen. So Paul talks to, speaks to Timothy, and he's talking to us today in 1 Timothy 2. Uh, verses uh, 1 to 4 from the New Revised Standard Version. And he says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. Amen. First, it is what? Supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all that are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Oh, Lord, in all godliness and dignity, this is right and is acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Oh, praise the Lord. So he's asking for supplication. Supplication is a petition. 
It's an earnest prayer. It's an earnest request. It seems more special than prayer. See, it's the petition itself almost implies begging. Hallelujah. It comes from deep down inside in the soul. Now, listen to Daniel's prayer in Daniel chapter 9. After he understood through the scriptures Jeremiah's prophecy that Jerusalem would be desolate for 70 years. Verse 3 says, he turned to the Lord and pleaded with him in prayer and petition. That's supplication. Yes, he did it also in fasting, in sackcloth and ashes. He worshiped God, but he begs for mercy on behalf of his nation, Israel. So let's read the end of the supplication from verses 15 to 19 in Daniel chapter 9. He says, Now, O Lord, our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand and who made for yourself a name that endures to this day, we have sinned, we have done wrong, O Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts. Turn away your anger and your wrath from Jerusalem, your city, your holy hill. Our sins and the iniquities of our fathers have made Jerusalem and your people an object of scorn to all those around us. Now, our God, hear the prayers and the petitions of your servant. For your sake, O Lord, look with favor on your desolate sanctuary. Give ear, O God, and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. Did you see the humility there? O Lord, listen. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hear and act for your sake, O my God. Do not delay, because your city and your people bear your name. Woo. In supplication, Daniel confessed the sins of the nation with sackcloth and ashes. This was and still is a serious situation. This was not a light prayer. It was a prayer from the depths of his soul. Daniel interceded on behalf of his nation. He stated his case and begged for God's mercy. My brothers and sisters, there comes a time in our lives if we are truly serious about our prayer life, our communication with the King, that we will get deep down travailing in prayer, in supplication, not just for ourselves, but on behalf of others in intercession. Maybe we all get to this point. We can transcend our issues and communicate with the king earnestly about the deeper matters of life. One of the issues we as Christians fall prey to, watch it now, is complaining. We complain to each other about the current government leadership, about our pastors, our church members, our husbands, our wives, our teachers, our friends, oh Lord Jesus, even our enemies. And I challenge you right now to put that enemy into prayer. Put, put the enemy into your prayer and supplication on their behalf. You and I, we are charged with kingdom business, the business of the kingdom of God. So what sense is it in communicating with one another about things we feel we cannot change 
Why not take the issue in all sincerity to the one who is the supreme ruler, the one to whom all of us, kings or servants, subjects, must give account? It is time for us, my brothers and sisters, to travail. Let's show the world our kingdom citizenship. Don't you think that the scripture that reminds us that the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, don't you think that is true? Let's get suppli- give supplication a try. Perhaps we will change the trajectory of this kingdom as we communicate with our king, the king of the kingdom of God. And let's minister in song with Todd Delaney your great name. Yes, we love to, we love to call his name. We love to praise his name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so listen, that was enough of my fussing there. Now let's get on to some more kingdom communication. Amen. So here's another form of kingdom communication. We touched on prayer. We touched on supplication. And now we're going to look at thanksgiving. As we see in Psalm 95, I'm going to read from Psalm 95, verses 1 to 3, and that's from the Old Testament. And then I'm going to flip to the New and read from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 to 20. So Psalm 95, 1 to 3 says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Let us come before him, I just said that, for the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. And now even the Apostle Paul continues the theme in Ephesians, and he says, Um, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another. Watch it now with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Kingdom Communications. So whether we're looking in the Old Testament or new, we are exhorted to do what? To give thanks to God, to give thanks to the King. Amen. 
Yes. So when we looked at Psalm 95, we were encouraged to sing, make a joyful noise, shout aloud. So you really don't need to have the most beautiful voice in the world, okay? Just let your voice ring out. Let it be the fruit of your lips coming from your heart. Anticipate his presence, the presence of the king with thanksgiving, the sacrifice of praise, adoration. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. See, in the Strong's Concordance, this word toda specifically implies a choir of worshipers, all of us coming together, giving him this thanks. Not just you, all of us singing for joy to the Lord. Let us that's why we saw in Psalm 95, come, let us sing for joy. Amen. And here's the communication. You see, we're talking about kingdom communication. Amen. It is not about the Lord. It is to him. See that? Okay. I'm giving thanks to him, not about him. So this communication is a direct communication. Amen. Think about giving someone a gift. So when a receiver thanks you, does he or she communicate with you, whether it's by email, Facebook, phone, or letter, whichever, or do they communicate with the person next door to you to thank them for what you did for them? Amen? Much more, think of all God has done for us. Thanksgiving to him is in order. To him Here's why. He is the great God and the great King above all gods. So why should I not adore this King and cease not to thank him? He is above anything that calls itself a God. Think about it. Above anything, oh hallelujah, that calls itself a God. Remember the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So now, even in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul exalts, exalts the uh, Ephesians and us today, amen, to sing, make music in our hearts to the Lord, always, always, always giving thanks. Oh, praise the Lord. Do you want to fill yourself with something? Hallelujah. Always giving thanks. Fill yourself with the Spirit of God. Oh, and by that same spirit, we will sing praises and thanksgiving to God for everything. You know there is something about music and thanksgiving, amen? But there are times when we don't even need to have music. You know, we can have the psalms, the hymns, the spiritual songs, and then sometimes we can just say, praise the Lord, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. You know, we really don't have much time to go a whole lot deeper into thanksgiving, but I'm going to put put it this way. I want you to wait for the publication because I got so much to say on this kingdom series and I'm on the fourth episode, the fourth broadcast, and we're still just scratching the surface. But we are going to go on because I want to, in these broadcasts, I want to paint a broad brush for us so that we can come back and really chew on it individually. Amen. So, Let's get into another way, another angle of our communication as kingdom citizens. This communication is talking to others about the king. 
And this is witnessing. That's a form of kingdom communication. Now, listen to this. I'm just going to read Acts 28 and 23, then we shall uh, start breaking it down just a bit. Acts 28 and 23 in the New Revised Standard Version says, After they, which is the lead, there were leaders in Rome, after they had set a day to meet with him, him being Paul, they came to him at his lodgings in great numbers. Watch this. From morning until evening, he explained the matter to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them that Jesus, about Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Yes, every chance, and we're going to see this now, every chance Paul got, he had to tell someone about Jesus. Watch his actions. There was not a place he would go that he would not witness about Christ our King, our Savior. Note this. From morning until evening, he would expound on the good news of the kingdom, testifying to, witnessing about the kingdom. He was about kingdom business, and you and I know we got to be the same way. If he was not communicating with or to God, he was communicating about God, about the king. Oh, praise the Lord. Watch this. In Acts 9 and 20, as soon as the scales fell from Saul's eyes, following his Damascus road encounter with the risen Christ, get, guess what? Acts 9 and 20, at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Watch Paul again. Acts 13, 13 to 16. From Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga in Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. From Perga, they went to Pisidian Antioch. On the Sabbath day, they, re they entered the synagogue and sat down. After the reading from the law and the prophets, the synagogue rulers sent word to them saying, Brothers, if you've got a message of encouragement for the people, please speak up. Verse 16, standing up, Paul motioned with his hand and said, Men of Israel and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. Oh, yeah. In Antioch, in the synagogue, look at, look at Paul. He immediately began witnessing about Jesus in the synagogue. And once again in Acts 16, verses 12 to 14, it reads, From there we travel to Philippi. This is, this is for Paul again, a Roman colony in the leading city of that district of Macedonia. And we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. Oh, see that? He was ready. He was expecting a pray, place of prayer, a place to pray. He didn't find it. He found these women who were gathered there, and guess what? One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a what? A worshiper of God. He found someone who worshiped Lord Jesus, and the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. So what is it? Paul started witnessing again. So you see, in Acts 16 and 12, Paul and his companions, when they traveled, they traveled to Philippi. On the Sabbath, they witnessed to the women by the river outside the gate. In Acts 17, 16 and 17, 
Watch this now. While waiting for Timothy and Silas to join him in Athens, he was so distressed to see the idolatry in the city. So what does Paul do? He goes into the synagogue to witness to the Jews and God-fearing Greeks. And in the marketplace every day to anyone who happened to be there. Do we need any other proof that Paul was focused on the kingdom? He was driven to tell any and everybody about the king of kings. Can we consider doing the same? What is stopping us from being excited about our king and telling the whole world about him? Amen? Yeah, even if we think we're just a nobody in the kingdom. I was walking downtown one day, and I saw a man who appeared to be just an old wino sitting on the street telling the people about Jesus as they passed by. And because he was all raggedy and dirty, people would just laugh and make fun of the old man and walk on by. And he said, because of the way I am, no money, no fancy clothes, fine homes and cars, a lot of people consider me as nothing and say I don't know what I'm talking about. But there's one thing that he said that really touched my heart and stayed on my mind. When that old man looked up and said, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. He said, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. And he said, I've had so many problems in my life that I just couldn't deal with. So I started drinking, thought it would help ease my pain. But things got worse, so I said, Lord, I give up. I'm in your hands. And that's when my life began to change. But these people think I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody About somebody Who can save anybody I'm just a nobody Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, even if you feel you're just a nobody, I don't know who I am. You know, I, I just, I just, you know, I can't tell anybody about it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. You start opening your mouth and talking about, oh, hallelujah, talking about your God in our kingdom communication and watch the spirit of the Lord step. Oh, hallelujah. Watch the spirit of the Lord step in in a mighty way to frame your words so that you'll be telling everybody, oh, my Lord, yes, about this, this Jesus who can save any. Anybody, oh, anybody. So as we, we, we are in our last 20 minutes of the broadcast, we'll, we touched on quite a bit of communication. We touched on the vertical communication with us, 
and God. Amen. We looked at prayer. Then we got a little deeper into the emotional side of prayer, which is our communication through supplication, because we really are drilling down into it. Then we also looked at thanksgiving. That's giving thanksgiving to God. Amen. So that's still part of our vertical communication. And just before our break, we touched on witnessing, and that's our horizontal communication. That's the kingdom communication with others around us. Amen. I'm witnessing to you about the King of Kings. Amen. That's part of our our kingdom communication. And here's another form of this communication that's more horizontal, and that is teaching. So we talked about witnessing, and now we're looking at teaching. So I'm going to go again to Acts 28, and we touched on Acts 28, verse 23, when we touched on witnessing. And now let's look at Acts 28, verses 30 and 31. And we read, He, who is the Apostle Paul, he lived there two whole years. And now I'm just reading the scripture. And then we'll break it down. So he lived there two whole years at his own expense, and he welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming what? The kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. And we're going to need to figure out why it was it without all boldness and with hindrance. Amen. But listen, listen, listen. Anybody who came to him, he was about what? He was about kingdom business. Amen. He was proclaiming the kingdom. If you didn't hear about it before, he going to tell you about it right away. Amen. And he started teaching about Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. So again, the apostle Paul, he was in Rome. He was under house arrest with a soldier guarding him. He calls the leaders to argue his case about his arrest in Jerusalem. Although they didn't know anything about it, they were interested in hearing what Paul had to say. So in verse 23 that we read earlier, um, they arranged to meet Paul and they came to hear him. And that's where we were reading that from morning till evening, he explained and declared to them the kingdom of God and tried to convince them about Jesus from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Amen. He was witnessing again. Now, you notice he tried to convince them from the law, from what they already knew, but he needed to take it a step further so that they can, they can get that link from the law of Moses, from the law and the prophets to Jesus. Amen. He wanted them to take it one step further that Jesus really was the anointed one, the Messiah. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. So listen, some were convinced and others were not. But in verses 30 and 31, he boldly preached and he taught about the kingdom of God. Remember, it's kingdom communications now. Amen. So now we're on the horizontal plane and about the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know that even under house arrest, despite what you and I would call some real rough conditions, some negative conditions, he preached, he taught with boldness. 
No one was stopping him. That's the favor of God. My brothers and sisters, whatever situation you're in, God's favor, when God's favor falls on you and you begin to preach about the kingdom and teach about the kingdom, God's going to step in in a mighty way. Don't be afraid. Please don't be afraid. That's kingdom communication communicating the good news and the knowledge of the kingdom to those who would listen. Those who wouldn't listen, you communicate. The Lord keeps telling me, deliver the message in peace and move on. Because see, when we are communicating to others about him, he is in the midst. Oh yeah, because we are his representatives. We are the representatives of the kingdom. So with, with God in the midst, we can speak the word. We can speak what he's telling us to speak. That's all we have to do. Let him step in and do the rest. And remember that scripture that tells us what? One plants, one waters, God gives the increase. Amen. So you just do your part and move on. Yeah, so even to those who would listen, that's great. Even those who would not listen, you do your part and just move on. But remember, the great in the Great Commission, Jesus left. Remember what he left with us and with his disciples from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20? He came to them and he said what? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, do what? Go and make disciples of all nations. All nations. Amen. He didn't say to hide under a little barrel. He says, go and make disciples. Yeah, of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them. Here we go. Teaching to obey everything I, I the king, have commanded you. And he says, surely I am with you always to the end, the very end of the age. So think about that. Amen. Think about what Jesus has just said to us. Amen. Go. Yeah. Make disciples. Preach it. Teach it. Come on now. I'm with you. It's not that you're going alone. You may Think that you're alone. People even may think that you are alone, but rest assured that he is with you. This is his, oh, hallelujah, this is his promise. You do his work, and he will step in. He says, teach them to obey everything that he's commanded you. Teach them. And he says, surely, for sure, for sure, for sure, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Listen, did you notice what we are to teach? Teach them to obey the king. Oh, how awesome is that? Amen. How awesome is that? Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we talked about teaching, but we also can talk about what? Preaching. So listen to this. In Matthew 24 verse 14 we read and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then 
shall the end come. So listen, it isn't that God's going to come and everybody hasn't heard, but you and I, as part of the kingdom, have to do our part. Amen? He says the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. Well, let us get out there and do what we have to do. See, because we just touched on preaching, the communication about the kingdom. Now, here is Jesus, the king, ensuring that we are aware that this good news of the kingdom will be preached, that it will be proclaimed, it will be published. And where? Everywhere in the world. Everywhere in the world. And for what purpose? As a witness as evidence, as testimony of the kingdom of God everywhere. Listen, the kingdom is coming. We can even say the kingdom is here, but for those who don't know, they have to understand that the kingdom is coming. The kingdom is coming. The kingdom is coming. The end is near. Oh, hallelujah. The end is near. Now that's communicating the kingdom. And I'm going to ask you, my brothers and sisters, are you ready? Are we ready? The harvest is truly plenteous and the laborers are few. And that's why we have to keep praying to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers. Yeah, like you, laborers like me, into this harvest. Amen. And before we go into the very last um, the very last communication form that we have on this broadcast, uh, let us minister in song, and it's going to be fairly short, and it is Worship the King. We just want to take a moment Hi. right now and focus on the one thing that really matters this season, worshiping our Savior and our King. His name is Jesus. We worship him. He's the lamb. He's the sovereign king. Oh, praise the Lord. How awesome he is. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. My spirit is filled, filled, filled. You know, because I, I get excited when we talk about the kingdom anyway. And there is so much in the word of God that touches on the kingdom of God. 
Oh, I pray that we we start digging and searching for for the scriptures. We 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 take at least one that we've heard today or over the broadcast series and start chewing on it, so that we would we'd be able to get closer and closer to our King, the King of Kings. Amen. You see, it's too it's too often that we use our eyes our natural eyes and we see what's going on in the kingdom of this world and we begin to get used to it and we begin to get desensitized to the things that are happening in this world. Amen. But we want to remember that we are now citizens of the kingdom of God and we have to understand what the kingdom is who the king is, who we are as his servants, his subjects. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. We have to understand how we um, how we move in this kingdom, how we operate in this kingdom. Amen. It is not the same as the old kingdom that we came from. We have to set aside all these things that came from the old kingdom so that we will come into this new kingdom. We may not understand it, and that's why we have to learn about it. And the more we learn about it, the more we find ourselves getting to know the king or oh, in a real really special, oh hallelujah, in such a special way, in the name of Jesus, amen, oh praise the Lord. And in the last few minutes, we are going to look at our, in our kingdom communication, we are going to go back to our vertical communication with the king, amen, and this is worship, praise the Lord. So, let us introduce worship with um, David's psalm, and actually we're going to read it from First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 23 to 31. And this is an encouragement to worship the Lord, but it's also found in Psalm 96, verses 1 to 11. Amen. And it reads, Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among the nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable. Ooh, that it not be moved. My goodness, all of this when we worship the Lord. Verse 31. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let, let men say among the nations, the Lord reigneth. Yeah. 
the Lord truly reigns. Worship him in the beauty of holiness. Worship him in holiness. Amen. And when I worship the Lord, you know, in, in the Old Testament, our worship was um, it was the sacrifices, the use of sacrifices for worship, amen, and they worshiped the Lord. For us today, our sacrifice is a sacrifice of praise. And, you know, sometimes when we, when we praise him, you know, we are praising him for, for the things that, that he is going to do, that, you know, that he has done, and we have the thanksgiving. But the worship, the worship brings us down to a reverence. Hallelujah. It brings us down to bowing down to him. Yeah, letting him know that he is our sovereign God. And basically understanding that we are dealing with an awesome and a mighty God. Seeing ourselves as part of the kingdom. Yes, in the presence of the king. And in the presence of the king, all we can do is is worship him as we get closer and closer, hallelujah, as we get closer and closer to him, amen, as we begin to know him more and more. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's almost like our spirit's going out. Oh, hallelujah to him, to worship him, to give him that, that worth that he is due, amen. That's, that's the worship, the worth-ship. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, we talk about apprenticeship. Well, this is worship. Yeah. Giving him that worship. Amen. And we say hallelujah to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yeah. And all God's people will say amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So listen, I want us to sign off now in, in, a, in a mode of worship, in a quiet mode. So as we end this broadcast, I ask us to keep in perspective what we have learned so far concerning our kingdom communications. Amen. Let us not shrink back from communicating to, communicating with, or communicating about our King of Kings. And as we go through, even as we go through this week, I want to urge you to note what areas of communication you need to address. Amen. Is it worship? Is it prayer? Is it witnessing? Is it preaching and teaching? Let us remain focused on the king. And what better way than to talk to him and to tell someone about him? Amen. Let us keep the king of kings in perspective. Let us see things through the, oh my Lord, I'm going to put it this way. Let's see things through the cross of Christ what he has done for you and for me to give us, oh, hallelujah, that entrance into his kingdom. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Let us continue to reverence the king and worship the king in the name of Jesus. He's awesome and he's mighty. And I say to you, my brothers and sisters, go deep and go long in the kingdom. Amen. We sincerely thank our supporters for sponsoring this broadcast and pray that you too will be moved to become a sponsor. 
let us reach out to continue to spread the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the airwaves. To contact us, simply log on to our website, thewordrestores.org, or through Facebook, Anne-Marie Jewell. Or call, send us a text to area code 313-466-0349. I'm your host, Elder Anne-Marie Jewell, a fellow servant in Christ. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. And may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen.